Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast Season 3, Episode 3. Tegan, happy two-year anniversary of Dungeon Jedi Masters. It's a bit crazy. Like, I had to do a double take uh, when you let me know that earlier. It's just, uh, It doesn't feel like it's been that long, and it's just been crazy how much uh, fan support we've gotten. So uh, happy to be here and just really taking it all in. Yeah, just wild. Uh, so we are recording this on Friday before this comes out. Uh, so Friday is our official two year if you go back to like the specific calendar dates of that first episode uh but still like you said uh, super cool um along with that really you know we hit another awesome milestone uh over 100 we hit that 100 mark of patreons just amazing uh to to have that i think we're at 102 time of recording this as well so of course uh you know we had set that next goal when we hit that that we're going to really uh batten down and, and get on the uh, a DM screen, uh, you know, as everyone wants that. And then also uh, just put, try and put together a lot of the content we produce into, you know, kind of an all-in-one. So a lot of things that are on Instagram and whatnot, uh, those custom items and uh, NPCs, plot hooks, kind of put those, uh, try and uh, document all at one as well. So, uh, but we do have a, a lot of new Patreons to shout out this week as well. Uh, we've been having good weeks every time. So uh, we have one new tier one member, Michael, uh, Tegan, tell us of the tier twos. Yeah, we got a bunch of tier twos. Uh, shout outs to Griffith. Uh, he's a new annual subscriber. Uh, appreciate that. Kyle, too, uh, another annual subscriber for our tier two. Uh, we've also got Alex, Greg, uh, SD or S, drum, or S Drummer, probably, uh, Logan, Gray Scriber, Patrick, uh, and then another uh, annual subscription um, after Dark Vision Productions, too. Very cool. Thank you, all of them. And then uh, a few pay, uh, tier threes. Uh, Nathaniel, Joey, who is a annual, and then Derek. So uh, another big group there. Again, thank you to all of you. Appreciate it very much. Uh, of course, all of those Patreons do get uh, to take part in exclusive content, including our adventures that we run, uh, monthly adventures and content. Uh, tier three members get access to the DJM play by post game that we put together, uh, all the way down to that tier one as well, um, that we recently opened that up to the uh, maps, the custom locales that we do on Instagram. So you have access to that. And uh, we'll also be getting some other access to things, including uh, one shots that we do, things like that. So if you're interested in any of that, check that out. Uh, we appreciate the support very much. It really helps us with production of this content just to keep it up and getting it out to you guys. We do have a Patreon freebie as well uh, that we like to do when we can. And this one is uh, a, a dice drop gauntlet generation. So essentially it's a, it's a dungeon generation, but uh, something I whipped up for um, my recent Hut Space Adventures series. If you didn't catch that, uh, last Wednesday was episode one. Uh, we had one of the players go through a gauntlet. It was a bit of a flashback scene, but this will be a fun little way. Basically, take a bunch of D6s, drop them down on the table, and you form this you know, dungeon gauntlet that they, they can run through, and then they'll be 
expanded tables on, on generating what's in there. So check that out for free uh, this week as well. Uh, should be good. Uh, I think that's most of everything on the Patreon side. As always, of course, make sure to check us out at DungeonJediMasters.com for access to all of our content, this podcast, uh, our YouTube channel, uh, Twitch channels, Instagrams, uh, Twitter, and then, of course, the Patreon to uh, help support us. Uh, Tegan, I think you have a, speaking of that YouTube, you've got a video coming up. Definitely. So uh, it should be posted this Saturday. So uh, by Tuesday, the time you guys are listening to it, it should already be up on YouTube. Uh, I talked about this a little bit before, but I want to do an Adventuring Day video. Uh, so this video is going to basically walk you through the 5, 5e Adventuring Day mechanics. So kind of right from the traditional 5e DMG. Uh, but I'm going to go over how you can apply it to your table using the Star Wars 5e system. Different tweaks and different things to kind of make it flow better with SW5e. Uh, but just also, I feel like the, the Adventuring Day is just one of those ones that's, uh, even for just regular 5e, misconstrued and maybe not always, uh, always fully understood. So I want to go over it and uh, show you how you can make your fights challenging with your players and still make it balanced and fun for everybody. So uh, I'll be doing that. Then also for our patrons too, I'll be posting up uh, a document that goes over for level three PCs uh, and adventuring days worth of encounters. Uh, it was along with tips and tricks on how to run some of the bad guys to make them challenging and uh, kind of really live up to that, uh, that adventuring day. So check out the video. If you're a patron, grab that and uh, kind of run it with your players and let us know how it goes. Yeah, that'll be a great one. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that as well because that's something I have always struggled with. There's definitely a little bit of extra you need to consider with Star Wars 5e, given a little bit of the extra power creep that's involved uh, with that. So it'll be good to to have that for the DMs out there and and help uh, you know get that little bit more out of out of running your game. So excellent. Other content on our end, we have uh, our actual plays. Uh, Tegan, tonight, uh, after airing of this episode, will be uh, episode two of Invasion? Yeah, episode two of Invasion. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, had a blast with the new crew last session. Some great RP. The, I'm loving the, the PCs so far. Uh, it's a next uh, This session, tonight's session, we're going to get to actually see them interact a bit more and see how, they're, uh, how they all get along uh, coming from different factions, too, uh, and how they deal with uh, the shadowy threat of the invaders, uh, the Yuzan Vong and their crazy biotech contraptions. So I'm looking forward to it. Check us out. Uh, this Every other Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Uh, at my Twitch channel, uh, Tegan DJM. So check us out. Join us. Uh, and also, uh, I think I mentioned it in session zero and one, but we're doing inspiration a little bit different there that way. So if you guys see a cool RP moment, put an inspiration in the chat, too, uh, and uh, help hook the players up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, clip clip those moments, things like that. Great way to, uh, to share that. Awesome. Uh, on my end, uh, Wednesday, so after uh, this podcast, after you watch Invasion as well, uh, get some more Star Wars 5e with uh, episode two of Hut Space Adventures. Uh, these are just going to be mini arcs, so this is the second episode of three, uh, but we will continue there with uh, our small adventuring party as they uh, have just taken on a job from the Huts to go in and basically try and blackmail or frame an Imperial officer. So see how that plays out should be good there and that is wednesday 8 p.m eastern time over on my channel todd moonbound so check those out uh one other thing actual play wise uh, tegan rogue squadron two shots that you have going on 
it's one I've talked about on the podcast and on the Discord for a while. I've kind of kicked the can down the road and uh, I was just looking. I've got time now. So I decided I, I want to run this. So uh, it's going to be a two shot on the 8th of March and the 23rd of March, uh, Tuesdays, uh, 7 p.m. though, Eastern Standard Time, start time. Uh, so uh, the opposite Tuesday of Invasion. Uh, come check out the squad. We're building that squad up now, and they're going to be Rogue Squadron hope, uh, after the New Republic period. So just after uh, after Endor, uh, where they're liberating planets from Imperial warlords, and they're going to be trying to see if they can take Sereno back from uh, Duke Proc, uh, who was an Imperial warlord uh, of Sereno. Uh, so if you know, uh, Count Dooku's own home planet, and, uh, should be a blast, especially if you're new to the Starship stuff. It's going to be pretty heavily 80% Starship. Uh, so it's be a great way to get familiar with it and just uh, have some fun in space. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Are you going to, you're streaming that one, right? I'm stre- oh, yep, streaming that one too. So uh, same Twitch channel, uh, Tegan DJM. Uh, and it starts at uh, this one a little bit later, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome. Look forward to watching that one. It will be a good time for sure. All right. I think that's everything on our end. Uh, there is two new Star Wars 5e content releases. Uh, we have a uh, archetype and a new species. Uh, Tegan, throw it over to you first with the new Berserker uh, archetype, the Beastmaster Approaches. I think this is a companion, companion list versions. That's right. So this is uh, one with uh, both the companion and the companionless version. Uh, this one's pretty sick. Uh, if you want to have uh, your kind of your, your PCs from either a backwater planet or just somehow they've made some some type of connection with an animal companion, uh, but you still want to be raging it up uh, as a berserker, this is a way to go. Uh, so this is a Beastmaster approach. I'll touch on the companion version first, but uh, as always, we've got the companion list, just in case that doesn't fit with uh, the tone of the rules of the campaign for having a full companion. Uh, Starting off with the companion version, though, you do start off with animal handling as a bonus proficiency, which makes sense. You've got your uh, little beast guy friends, so you want to make sure you can talk to them and handle them uh, uh, in the best way possible. Uh, cool thing with this one, though, you get to use those companion rules and design your own beast. Uh, and the way they always design companions, which I love, is they leave it pretty open-ended. So if you want to, they, and in their art, you'll see they've got a, a Tuscan with the Bantha as his companion. If you wanted to do that, you could. Uh, if you wanted to um, be somebody from... Uh, uh, what a guy, so a beast master with his own rancor, you could do that too, and kind of build out your own rancor using the beast companion rules and so on. Uh, there's so many different Star Wars options with different crazy beasts you can build in there. Uh, it just really has something unique, uh, with it as well. Uh, nice thing too, uh, with that is, uh, it kind of correlates with some of your berserker stuff as well. Uh, so your beast, uh, when they're bonded with you and within 10 feet. Uh, they gain the benefits of one of your berserker instincts, which is one of your invocations that you can pick. Uh, and if that instinct relies on you raging, uh, they get the benefits of that while you're raging. So pretty cool. You've got some great instincts there too, especially if you pick the one that gives you resistance to certain things. Uh, you could make a, a pretty tough little bath uh, with that. Outside of that, at level three, you also you get a pretty stacked level three with this class for the companion side. Uh, you get uh, pack tactics where you have advantage on an attack roll uh, against a creature your companion has dealt damage to since the start of your last turn. Uh, so great way to get some extra, just really make sure you're hitting well, and this way you don't even have to use reckless too, so you can keep yourself a little bit better protected. Uh, and since the start of your last turn, too, uh, you don't even have to have your companion go first in your turn to make sure you get that extra damage. 
so kind of builds up from there. They've got some cool features for uh, 6, 10, and uh, 14, too, for the companion class. Uh, they get to always enhance your beast as you go forward, too, but we're, we'll go too much in depth on that side. Uh, but switching over to the companion less version. Uh, so this one, you get some cool still ones that kind of represent that beastal uh, style as well. Uh, you also get uh, to level three, you get straight up pack tactics. So just regular pack tactics. So you have an advantage on an attack roll against a creature, uh, another enemy, uh, as long as another enemy of that creature is within five feet of it. So if you've got an ally within five feet of that creature, uh, you'll get advantage on that side. So good way to spare that reckless and keep yourself a little bit better protected. Uh, you also get, excuse me, Bestial Fury. Uh, with that, while raging, you have advantage on any wisdom, uh, perception checks, or survival checks, uh, which is definitely good on that side. Um, also, you get to mark a creature you can see as your prey uh, for the time duration of your rage. No action required, too, so it's a free action to do so. Uh, and when you do that, each time you deal damage to that creature, you deal an extra D4 damage of the same type. Uh, and that levels up as you go through with your proficiency, as a lot of things do with the Star Wars 5e system. Uh, also, each time that creature damages to you with a weapon attack, uh, you, you're going to take an additional damage too. So it's kind of a double-edged sword on that side. Uh, so it's D4 at first and it escalates as well. Uh, so this is really one uh, that you're kind of going kind of mono and mono. You're opening yourself up to a bit more damage, but you can also do a bit more too. So uh, definitely one to use uh, when the circumstances permit. Uh, it kind of goes on for there too with the other six and 10 and 14s. Uh, but these are definitely fun ones. I could definitely see myself playing a, a Beastmaster approach, especially with the companion. Uh, it'd be a cool one just to really get some pretty ferocious little monster with you and uh, troll around the, the Star Wars galaxy. Absolutely. Uh, definitely would bring some fun to, uh, to the table, I'm sure. All right, uh, after that, there is a new species as mentioned, and that is the Thelen. Uh, the Thelen are, I think, believe uh, originated in Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, the animated series. Uh, they have a, you know, original appearance is uh, officially uncertain, uh, as it says, but, uh, you know, common to have uh, some spikes on their head, uh, colored skin, uh, mottled colored skin seems that they have uh you know potentially from you know just their their generations uh throughout the time uh, some mutations that arose uh, that actually come into play in the species uh, traits which is kind of cool so uh starting at the top their ability scores uh, you get two, two points into charisma and then one point into two other scores of your choice lots of flexibility there their medium size 30 feet standard speed proficiencies they get uh, expressive uh, proficiency in choice of artists uh, implements, disguise kits, synth weavers implements, or one musical instrument of your choice. So it really leans into the artistic element of uh, the species. Uh, you have the uh, performer trait, which gives proficiency in the performance skill. Uh, then you also, on top of that, get proficiency in one other skill of your choice. Uh, so a lot of things here you, you pull from that. And then the mutation aspect. So uh, the Thelen gain unique mutations as a result of crossbreeding with other humanoids. And you get one of the following mutations. There's four options. Balanced hooves, which gives you advantage on ability checks and saving throws against being knocked prone. Dark vision, uh, so dim light to 30 feet, standard dark vision there. Uh, you can choose enhanced senses, which uh, choose one from hearing, sight, or smell. And whenever you make a wisdom perception check based on those, you're considered to have expertise in that. 
there's actually five of these. Uh, number four, heightened reflexes. Whenever you make a dexterity ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, you can add a 1d4 to the results. And uh, that's a short or long rest, so pretty great there. And then lastly, unarmed combatant. Uh, your unarmed strikes deal 1d4 kinetic damage and have the finesse property. So really cool that in a, in the species there, you have these options uh, to choose from just given their you know kind of history or whatever. So uh, definitely a lot that you could build out with that. Um, and once again, built by our species guru, Heresy. So check out the feeling in the expanded content. With that, that is everything on the front end. Uh, we can get, now get into our episode proper. Uh, today, we are talking about changes to the Sentinel. Uh, I believe the last time we talked about the Sentinel was its original iteration, and then there was a, a pretty heavy sweeping change to the class. And so uh, I, I don't think we did ever touch on that. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to go ahead and go over the Sentinel class. Tegan, I know that the Sentinel's one of your favorites do you did you prefer the original or do you enjoy this uh new bits and pieces of both definitely i enjoy this new one a little bit better the other one um was a little uh, it was on the op side uh, i was a bit a little overtuned and i feel like this one uh they kind of got it at a good tune where it's still very fun to play and also gave some things a little bit more um kind of lore focus because sentinels especially the way they're portrayed in kotor which a lot of the system borrows in, like influence from uh they're more kind of the the, the skillful uh, of the the two more kind of mundane skills uh of uh like the guardians and the counselors and i think a lot of the changes that went through in the update reflects that and uh get some cool options uh for playing a sentinel pc awesome yeah i was just gonna ask you know what what is that kind of general overall feel of the changes uh so that obviously anything else that you would say kind of in a general sense for the class I'd say, so that's a big change. Uh, the, the the other big, and we'll go through some of the, the more uh, kind of mechanical ones. Uh, but I would say that there's more of an infl uh, more of an emphasis on skills with the Sentinel, which is cool. Uh, more uh, more customization options too, which is always nice. Uh, and it also plays better with uh, some of the fighting styles and things like that without there being so much action competition. So uh, it just opens you up for more options and more ways to play unique, which is always uh, good in my book. Awesome, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Uh, you mentioned, you know, that that focus on skills with the Sentinel, and and I think uh, probably one of the big changes to the class is that led by the Force uh, uh, trait. So, our feature. Tell us about that. Definitely. So, if you guys are familiar with uh, regular Five E, it's very similar to the Bar. It's actually it's the same as the Bar. It's Jack of All Trades feature. Uh, so, what that does is it's going to allow you to add half of your proficiency bonus uh, to or round it down to any skill that you're not proficient in. Uh, so if you're not proficient in stealth, uh, you'd be able to add your level five character, uh, you'd be able to add a, a plus one uh, or a plus one to that uh, to give yourself a little extra boost to that stealth and just kind of get a little bit more that you can do on that side. Uh, so kind of a great way to just really show that they're in with the flavor too. It's uh, your force skill that's kind of shining through. So you're using the force to help yourself on things you may not be as kind of technically knowledgeable about, uh, which can be cool and played up for some cool RP too. Uh, and one thing I'd always mention with this too, because it gets forgotten a lot of times, and I've forgotten myself uh, using this, uh, but initiative or your initiative role is a skill. Uh, it's not one that you can be proficient in, but the nice thing is with led by the force, uh, you're going to get to add half of your proficiency bonus to it. So a little in uh, initiative bonus and hopefully you get to go a little quicker too. Yeah, that's big. Uh, initiative can, can be everything uh, in, in an encounter. So definitely one to keep in mind. 
Uh, kinetic combat uh, was was a big factor of the original class, I, I believe, right? Uh, but there there's uh, some changes to that, yeah? Definitely. So this is uh, one of the big areas where you'll see uh, quite a bit of changes. Uh, the biggest, and I know some people were bummed about it, and I was a little bit too at first, uh, but you no longer get the kinetic combat as a bonus action. Before I use your kinetic combat die, you can make a bonus action uh, and give a little bit of extra damage off another attack and extra damage. Um, now, uh, it's something that's kind of involved with that force and power itself. Uh, so you use that same kinetic combat die and it still scales the same way. So kind of a tie to your proficiency, it goes up at each tiers, uh, but it just still, uh, you have the three different options. So you've got double strike, deflection and slow time. Um, double strike and slow time are still the same. So double strike, you can deal additional damage equal to your kinetic die. Um, slow time, you can increase your movement speed by your kinetic die times five. Um, so both of those are untouched. Um, one that I even, I didn't realize this until I was starting a new game, um, but deflection, um, add your kinetic die to AC against one attack now. Uh, before it used to bump your AC up to uh, the start of your next turn, uh, but now it just gives you that extra AC for that first attack uh, that you take. Uh, so still worthwhile, uh, especially if you got somebody that's going to hit you hard, uh, but definitely a little bit different uh, than it was before. Uh, nice thing too is they've changed a little bit as well. Uh, so now you can apply uh, each one of these to one hit. So if you make two attacks in turn, uh, you could apply double strike to one, deflection to another. Uh, it still costs a force point to use, uh, but you're able to kind of mix and match those, uh, except for uh, for your archetype. So each archetype now has a signature power. Uh, and for that signature power, like if you're using the aggressive approach and you want to lightning blade somebody uh, and you hit, you can use all three on one strike. So if you wanted to get uh, some extra movement, get some extra AC and do some extra damage as you get out of town, uh, you can put all three of those on there. So it costs you three points, but gives you a little bit more flexibility in uh, how you want to approach the situation. Awesome, yeah. Nice to expand on that, you know, tweak as needed there, uh, but but just have that the ability. Because I think, you know, originally the original Sentinel you know, it seemed it still had a lot of versatility as well. And I think they brought that over uh, also. Uh, did did the original Sentinel have the ideals, the invocations? They they did. Uh, okay, they, they did. didn't okay. get as many of them. And they actually, I think they kind of changed all the ideals a little bit when they updated them. I was trying to find an old copy of my character sheet so I could have a reference for it. Uh, but they had ideals, but you now get two instead of one to start. Uh, and uh, they also added in uh, bonus action um, activations for some of the things too. Uh, so like, uh, for instance, we'll pick on the, the fighting special or what's it called? The fighting ideal, uh, which will allow you now. So you get to pick your fighting style, which as a Sentinel, you're going to be uh, your part marshal. So picking up one of those is definitely a, a good way to go. Uh, but the nice thing with it is just for free uh, or for the cost of the ideal, uh, you get that fighting style, but uh, you can use it uh, once per day, I believe, or uh, let me look that up. Uh, You're looking oh, so, at the fighter one? Uh, so yeah, so twice per day initially and you get additional uses, you can manifest your ideals, uh, which usually take a bonus action to do. Uh, and as the ideal of a fighter, you get that fighting style, but that bonus action, you get the mastery too. Uh, so twice per day and then um, so on and nine and uh, additional levels, you can manifest that. So if you wanted to be a two weapon fighter, uh, you can get that regular style for the whole time. But then if you burst it and use that bonus action, you can get the mastery uh, and really kind of kick it into gear for a fight 
that's super cool actually uh to be able to utilize that you know again as i just mentioned bringing that further flexibility in the class uh very fun there to to add that in awesome I, any other big changes uh, for the class itself before we touch on some of the other things? Uh, those are kind of the core changes for the class. Luckily, there's still two thirds caster, so you can still, uh, my favorite piece is we get your real gish on, so cast, get in the, the melee and still get your extra attack. So all of those are retained. Uh, the biggest things are the change to the kinetic combat, getting more ideals, more customization options, uh, and just uh, kind of a little bit more tied to that signature power too. Uh, so some really cool things you can do on that side. What about uh, with the archetypes? Uh, I'm sure there was a little bit of tweaks there just for the updates. Uh, anything that, that you know of, Tegan, that would be any, any major changes there in that regard? So there were some changes uh, to the archetypes. Uh, the biggest being they kind of they they've always had the the signature powers, but now there's more mechanics or more kind of emphasis behind them too. Uh, so some of them got tweaked a little bit just to really fit the the new flavor. Uh, and now, oh, one thing too uh, as well. Uh, and I think this is uh, an addition. I don't think we can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't do this before. Uh, but now you can add. For most of your signature powers, either your wisdom or charisma, whichever yours for your prime force casting stat, uh, to the damage. So you can add, get a little extra damage on uh, your, your casting powers. Awesome. And as we know, there's there's always an ever-growing list of, of archetypes and things. So lots of further options to, to flesh out who that sentinel is. Uh, so it sounds like that's about everything for the core class, uh, you know, what we have going on there. Um, so kind of going outside of that, uh, tell us about some feats and, and things that you would look for with this new, the new version of the Sentinel. Definitely. So the Sentinels, uh, the cool thing, and uh, as I mentioned too, so we get, uh, there's less action economy competition. Uh, so before you've always had to, you had your bonus action for kinetic combat. So it didn't really make sense to take any feats or any opportunities that opened up your bonus action. But now that they've changed that, you have a lot more you can do. Uh, so you could either take uh, the fighting stylist and pick up an additional fighting style or something else that allows you to use your bonus action uh, just to really kind of make sure you're getting most of your action economy uh, or uh, different uh, kind of uh, the feats that will open up uh, bonus actions to really give your PC more they can do and just really make sure they're maximizing their overall economy. Um, the nice thing, though, is it still plays from our earlier episode. Uh, all the initial feats that we suggested for the Sentinel are still fair game, still play well with them. Uh, so definitely check to make sure the other feats that are increase your ABI or dexterity, wisdom or charisma. Uh, those are always going to be handy because you're going to be a marshal, but a caster. So you want to balance those out. Uh, but also uh, just really making sure that you can just kind of tailor them to your play style. So make sure any feat that you go along kind of coordinates with the ideals you've picked so you can just really maximize them or even fill in gaps for things that your overall build misses so far. Awesome. And then uh, lastly, uh, any any updates to multi-classing with, with this new kind of build that you would suggest? Monk is, uh, I, I didn't list them last time for Sentinel because they kind of stepped on each other's toes with the bonus actions, uh, but Monk and Sentinel now fit really well together. Uh, this is, uh, if you want to be able to not have to rely on uh, battle precognition uh, to get some of your armor up and actually get better armor than battle precognition, depending on your casting stats. Pick it up a level of monk will do that for you with unarmored defense uh, because you can either use 
charisma or wisdom uh, as your base stat for unarmored armored defense. Uh, and as a sentinel, you're most likely using dex and charisma or wisdom as well. So get some synergy on that side. Uh, you also pick up unarmed strike uh, as long as you're using a weapon that's compatible with the martial arts style. Uh, so that's a great way to get that bonus action working for you. Uh, and especially too, because you can really you could tune this out quite a bit for your unarmed strike. So even if you just pick up one level in Monk, uh, which I usually recommend going two or three, but uh, even with just one level, uh, you could pick up Ideal of the Contender, which is going to bump up your unarmed strike die by one. Uh, so if you're at a one before, just kind of the base damage, that bump you up to a D4. Cool thing is that doesn't uh, preclude you from picking the fighting stylist too and picking Ideal of the Brawler, which will bump it up by another die from a D4 to a D6. Uh, so now, even though you only have that one level of monk, your unarmored strikes are doing 1d6 per damage. Uh, and if you pick the species or something else that gives you another bump on that side. Like the Thelen we talked about today, actually. Oh, yeah. Like the Thelen, yeah. You'd be at a Starts D8 at a d4. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's some crazy synergy on that side. Uh, but this is what I definitely recommend doing at least two levels. Get your key, get your uh, monk vows for it too uh or not key uh focus it's focused in star wars 5 you get your focus and your monk vows uh that way you can use uh the uh what are the flurry of blows so you could do two unarmed strikes uh, with a little bit of focus spent uh as well as pick up some cool vows that can really customize out your pc and just make it a little bit of a monster very cool yeah sounds sounds like uh Sounds like trouble for a DM, that's for sure, if they're at your table. So <laughs> maybe a busted build <laughs> uh, on the, in the future. For sure. So Super cool. Uh, any other last thoughts on, on the changes overall, Tegan? Definitely. Uh, biggest thing, and I, I know I've already beat it to death, but it just gives a lot of options for versatility. Uh, I, before, I know that they were overtuned, but it felt like the Essentials kind of all played pretty similar. Uh, but with the new changes, they've all got different options. Uh, and especially, I highly recommend checking out the fighting styles or even some of the casting styles now, too, uh, just to really see which way you want to play your Sentinel and uh, just get the most from it and just have fun. Awesome. Look forward to it. Uh, so you out there listening, let us know, you know, what, what direction you've taken your build uh, with the Sentinel and, and how, what that's turned into uh, and how that uh, plays out at your table. We'd love to hear about that. With that, uh, you know, kind of short to the point uh, for the most part with these changes. We hope that uh, that helps you with, with the updates and uh, sliding into that if you haven't already explored them. But with that, uh, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate, again, everyone out there uh, listening. Uh, next episode in two weeks at the beginning of uh, March. Crazy that it's already going to be March here. Uh, we will have another DM spotlight. So uh, hopefully a special guest to join us for that. We will see and uh, keep an eye out for that. So uh, be sure to uh, check out Tegan's Invasion tonight, 630 uh, Eastern Time. PM Eastern Time, and then uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, come uh, check out Hut Space Adventures for episode two. And otherwise, uh, thanks again to all of our listeners, followers, and subscribers. Appreciate it very much. We will see you on the next one. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.